Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It's Ash from Cinnamon Podcast. In the month of October, we are going to be talking about all things spooky including Halloween traditions, suspicions, our favorite serial killer documentaries, and so much more. So tune in every Monday in the month of October for a brand new episode. We start off each episode with a costume reveal, so that is what you will hear first. Tune in to our Facebook page to see the reveal of our amazing costumes every week. But first, Richard, if you're there, don't listen. Now let's get into the episode. Three, two... One. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love yours. I love yours. I was gonna do that one actually. Stop. It's <laughs> so awesome. Oh. I love it. Okay, oh. so oh man, I have to guess what yours is. It looks like a witch because I can't see your hat. Yeah. Is it a witch? That is so yeah. freaking cute. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, so Anna has a headband with a little witch hat. Oh my God. And like bomb freaking makeup. Are you wearing a wig? Yes, I'm wearing a wig. Oh my gosh. I love that. (laughs) I feel like I didn't go extra enough because you look so cute. No, I feel like I didn't do enough. That's why I'm just like, oh my God, I want, I want to make sure that I did enough. No, that is so cute. Like I love your face makeup. Wow. Thank you. You guys will have to watch the video because I can't even describe how cute she freaking looks. I'm just like, Halloween is my favorite. It's mine. I said that before and I'm just like, I love that because I love doing this. Like I love, it's just so fun. I hate doing makeup in general. I hate doing makeup like regular makeup, but I love, yeah, it doesn't I mean, have to be perfect. You look banging. I love it so much. And Ash over here is a little devil. Very fitting. Let me just say with her little <laughs> horns and bow tie. <laughs> I love it. I saw it and I was like, yep, that would be my first one. Yes. I'm just like it. I should have been an angel and then it would have been perfect. That is exactly. I love. So we were talking earlier today about what our costumes were. And I even gave a witch as an example in talking to her. Yes, I know. And that's why I'm just like, that's what I am. (laughs) And it took me, it took everything inside of me to not say that, that that's what I wanted I would say it's more like a spider, which that's why it matches like my background. I see spiders. Yeah, it's super cute. I, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. It's just more than a witch, though. You're like super extra, which is super cute. I, I know you can't really, but it's black. It's black, black, this wig. It looks black. It Does it? Black. Yeah. Oh, just like yeah, I did darker, be. darker yeah. lighting to set the mood, the spooky moods. Yeah, I'll turn mine down just for this one yeah i am you look like lucifer (laughs) have you watched lucifer on netflix oh my god you kind of look like him 
Oh. You look like a little devil. I mean, that's really was spicy. <laughs> that's definitely the goal. You yeah, and I it. did my makeup earlier today. So I've been walking around like this and I was so afraid to go outside. And I was like, mm. I don't know what people are going to think if they see me. Like, they're probably going to think you're into weird shit. Yeah, exactly. They'll, <laughs> stuff or, they'll probably think I'm a witch. Like, without probably the stuff, like, yeah, it was so dramatic. Yeah. And I didn't leave my house. <laughs> Can you imagine me going to a quick trip like this <laughs> right now? If it was like closer to Halloween, it would I be say, I think if it was in the month of October, I think people would like understand. But right, right now, they might be like, what are you into? Right. Right. They're just like, and I don't live in a very big town, so they would definitely think I'm super freaking weird. <laughs> Love it. Let okay. me just tell you though, this witch itchy. I bet. Oh, it's probably like a cheap one, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. I was not going to spend a lot of money on a wig <laughs> if I was just going to do it for fun. Now, but I was actually. Let me just tell you a side note here. I was very impressed with myself that I could actually put it on. Like good. On here, pretty tight. Not like I um, did any glue or something, but it's just like it's on there. I'm nice and snug. Yeah. I mean, it looks it looks good. That's why I'm just like I even did little baby hair. So so you because if I didn't pull out some baby hairs here, like you tell. yes, you could tell like it was up. So I'm just like ah, I'll just like stick some out. But my hair is a lot lighter. So right now the obviously the dark lighting really helps it, but you could tell like you could tell that like my ends because they're like blonder. It's super cute. <laughs> and my cup too, guys. Oh yes, skull cup. Mine yeah. fits more your cut your costume. Oh yes, which please is her little mug probably with her tea in there. There is tea in here, but not for today. Mm. Mine is, you want to guess what I'm drinking? Uh, looks like apple juice. It is apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But just so you know, I also have a white claw right here. So A white claw? Oh. Yeah. But. All right. So that was a little costume reveal. Yes. Super cute. Love it. But for today's spooky episode, we're going to be talking about one of our favorite shows that we watched together because the new season just came out not too long ago and it is I am a killer on Netflix so if you guys have ever watched that it's so good I would watch it I highly highly recommend it if you're into crime and like mystery and I mean that so this season I, the show is about they interview people who are on death row all over the country and they explain the inmates explain their side of the story of what happened. And then mm -hmm. the, like the documentary goes on to explain, like the interview, like the victims, the victims' families, um, the inmates' their families. Mm -hmm. um, they interview the prosecutors, the judges at the time for the mm -hmm. case and for the trial, just so you can kind of get a full idea. Yeah. A well-rounded idea of like what happened and the evidence and what they were missing or what they needed and how they came to the conclusion of convicting them. Mm -hmm. Um, essentially most of them, well, I mean, 
all of them are for murder. Like you have to kill somebody to be in death row. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. And so, or like we found out be just in the car. Yeah. When somebody fun. else killed yeah. somebody. Yeah. So, so some states, which if you watch the series, it's in Texas to find out Texas. Yeah. <laughs> in the state of Texas, for example, you, if you are with somebody and they kill someone and you are a partner to the crime per se, or with them, you also get the same charge and you are also convicted and put, well, so being convicted of murder um, is one separate charge. And then once you are convicted of murder, you get put on a separate trial by a different group of peers who decide if you, if they think you deserve the death penalty instead Mm -hmm. of life in prison or whatever your sentence was. So it's not so much that the same people are giving you death row. It's a whole different group of people, which is, right. I think is really cool. It's very interesting. That's what, I, that's what I was just like. That's my favorite part about this show is kind of it. It really teaches, like if you, I didn't know much about any anything about death row until I started watching this show with Ash, uh, just because they, they explain it so well. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, in a, my it's opinion. It's a great documentary. Like, yes. Like, again, I can't recommend it. Like, you just get to know the laws, too. And if your state yeah. has a death penalty, I highly recommend watching it because they do interview people yes. from, I think, almost every state that has the death penalty. For the most yeah. part, they're all over For the, the most part, yeah. I mean, most of them are in Florida. <laughs> yep, uh, just like most of them are from Florida. <laughs> Florida and Texas are a big one. <laughs> yeah, Florida and Te- yeah, yeah. I think it's just the heat. It's just too much sun. It drives people exposure. crazy. See, that's why I stay up north. <laughs> i don't need the crazies like almost 30 years not in the sun all the time so hopefully i won't go crazy till i'm like 80 <laughs> i sure as hell hope no not because i mean <laughs> but yeah so, I you're mean... my best friend so i would be associated <laughs> <laughs> hey at least we'll be there together oh and part of um so once you're done watching the documentary there is a follow-up documentary for I am a killer life after, I think it's called, but it follows a gentleman who ended up getting his sentence. um, The death penalty was essentially removed from him. He appealed it and he got it removed. And then. Because he had gotten life in prison, but then he appealed that, I believe. And then that's how he got parole. Yeah. And then he actually comes out of prison and he's in society for the first time. Yes. And he was away for a very long time, like decades. Yes. So for him yes. to come back into society and not even know how a computer works or how yeah, or works phone and, or anything. Yeah. And it really goes through how he's trying to get back in and like with his record, trying to get a job and things like that. So, I mean, and all the episodes are different. There are men and women on yes. death row, which is really interesting to see the women. Um, yes because i feel it is completely different than when you're seeing like the i guess the motives or like how they were brought up for most of the for most of the men there's kind of like a common denominator that me and ash have talked about um that we'll get into but for the women it's like completely different and it kind of the second season i did not have as much mercy as ashley did (laughs) uh this third season though i hope you didn't either because they were guilty <laughs> well i think they're all they guilty. admitted it i think i mean for the most part and that's the the cool that's the interesting thing about it is that 
some of these people, um, like for example, say they get sentenced uh, 40 years to life. So what, what essentially that means is after 40 years, they can apply for parole um, or they can appeal their case to have the death penalty removed. So the judge pretty much sets a standard amount of years where they cannot do anything and they have to serve that amount of time no matter what. So depending on the severity of the crime, some of them have like 120 years to life because they've committed so many felonies in the process of killing somebody at the same time or mm -hmm. the crime was deemed so heinous that the punishment was much more severe. So some of them are portrayed as accidents. So, um, mm -hmm. or like yeah. the accomplices that were with them don't get such um, as a harsher sentence sometimes. Um, some of them take pleas, so they get a lesser sentence as well. Um, but then after that certain amount of years, then they can appeal for certain things um, to try to get their lives back in a sense right. if they want to. Um, right. I will say, I'm not going to say which season because I feel like you need to watch all of them, but there is one person in the mm -hmm. show that actually, um, he served his time on, he was on death row. And then I think after his certain amount of time, like being in, I think it was like on death row in, in the death row. Cause if you're on death row, you get put in a separate part of the prison because you're there for life. So it's a yes. different lifestyle compared and to. And that's messed up because in, in one of the episodes they, that there's a guy that specifically wanted to get on death row. That's because exactly they were the treated. one I was talking about. Oh, is that the one you're talking yeah. about? Oh, I was just like, that was messed up. Yeah, Cause oh, he was on oh. death row and he got off. So he was in death row and in the special area for death row inmates. And then once his sentence was, kind of up and he I think he did try to appeal something and he I didn't got think put... so I think I think he was in for just for life for doing other things for doing like um god I don't remember but I know oh, who you're talking yeah. about but he was not on death row that's he right. wanted he wanted to get on that's death right. row because he he, he had been in, yes he about had been the in lifestyle prison. on death row so he yes. specifically murdered he somebody was to get on death row because he, death kept, row. he kept getting put in um oh, solitary, solitary confinement because yeah. he was he was doing bad thing obviously bad things in prison that would that would land him into solitary confinement so he was going basically crazy so he wanted to get on death row because they had their own rooms they had the like they had more time outside like yeah they, he, they actually have more perks because yes. they're in there forever and Mm -hmm. most I would say well they're they were supposed to only people. be in there for a couple years till they die mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's why they get all these other perks which I think I did not know that at all until I did not know that either before the show I watched that, that they get like until I watched a special that treatment type of thing yes. like they're not in they don't have roommates or they get right. they get a tv like they get tv time they get yes. computer time they get, and they get more time outside and do yeah. activities and to like enjoy because, their last years yeah and that's just crazy to me yes like, that is insane to me because no I wonder like this guy wanted to go yes no wonder this guy wanted to go to death if i was in prison for life and i knew though those were the perks i might as well go on death row as well and that was a thing that was a special thing about his case is that he was in for life like there was no mm -hmm. exception like he was never going to get out he was never eligible for parole like he yes, was going to stay in prison until in he died yeah and so he kept getting in trouble so he kept getting yeah. stuff added to his sentence 
Yeah. And so once he realized like there was just no turning back, then he specifically killed his cellmate, I believe. And then that's what put him onto death row. And like, Mm -hmm. because it was so gruesome. Yeah. I mean, you have no weapons in prison. So, I mean, he did what he, he made do do. with what he had, which made it Mm -hmm. even more odd. Um, but obviously in a selfish way. So yeah. And then yes, it was just he interesting what he to wanted. see how much happier he was just yes. on death row instead mm-hmm. of even knowing he was going to die. But and that was the other thing I did not know is that the process on death row takes a while. Like, it's not like you yes. get sentenced and you're on death row and then, and then you die in the next two years or something yeah. or they, it's I like, think we had looked it up and it was like the average, I think it was like almost 20 years. Yeah. Like that. Like, I think like 10, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Which is and, insane to me. But at the same, which it is insane, but at the same time, that is also what gives these people opportunity to appeal their sentence. So if they truly felt that the evidence was wrong or that it was an accident and new like testing and stuff comes to light, that's how some of them were removed off death row. You know, if they mm-hmm. were an accomplice, say, they were allowed to plead down their case. So it gave them an opportunity to appeal so many times based off their sentence. And then if everything else failed and they were denied so many times, then like their death date was set. And then that was it. Um, I just like, but me and Ash usually watch this show together and we go through every episode and we decide, we uh, decide if we believe that they are actually guilty or they're telling the truth. Yeah, we become the private because, investigator slash prosecutor slash yes. victim's family slash <laughs> jury and right. judge. Like, because I do, honestly, there is, if you watch this show, there is one person that I have watched and I do believe that he should not be on death row. And I stand by that. Like, I feel so bad for him. Does Did he deserve to do some time? Yes. Does he deserve to be You're on death row? Texas right and yes in the second season I think yeah okay yeah I will say that one is I don't think he needs to be on death row no No. um I will agree with that I think that Mm -hmm. that one is a tricky situation I think you guys just need to watch that episode um if you don't live in Texas I think if you if you live in Texas I feel like you you probably are aware aware. Yeah. yeah because he was in the media quite a bit about mm-hmm. his sentence and about his innocence and just things like that um spoiler alert he he was an accomplice to the crime but yet yeah. he's being punished like he did the crime and he yes. did not know that the gentleman was going to do the crime and the guy he didn't even did see that. it happen because there was another car it was like again spoiler like it was up a up the driveway and up a, like in the in the garage so they only heard because it was not just him yeah, that was in the car there was two other people in the car with him but he was up there like the guy that actually did the killing was on on the in the driveway by their garage up the hill so none of them saw anything at least they say they didn't right. they just heard the gunshot and then the people from inside the house came out and what out and yeah that one's but he was the only one in the car that got death row the other people did not i think that's what throws me because he was the driver Mm-hmm. I think yeah I think yeah. He, was a driver. he was the driver so he's the one who Should because he away. ended up he drove <laughs> them all up there and then he drove them back afterwards and still never turned in the guy or whatever and never I didn't think up. he drove away I think they got him there 
Yeah, but I think they all drove away though too after. Uh, I'm not because I thought the guy came back to the car and he told him what he did and he hmm. was like, "What the heck?" Uh, after we watch, uh, honestly, I'll have to rewatch it because I don't yeah. really remember that one very much. I but, just remember that I, I just I just don't think that he should be. But on he was the car. driver, so I think there was two other people in the car, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. You know, three of them total. I think so. Yeah, and so because he was the driver, he <clears> was <throat> the main accomplice. <throat> like they could mm-hmm. prove that he was the one driving the car, and so he got yes. Punished. And I think that that's messed up. Me, I think that's super freaking messed up. <laughs> There's another one with a girl that I think is controversial as well. I don't. She's guilty. <laughs> I know which one you're talking. It's also on season two, and we disagree on that one because is you're just like, I believe. Where's the season one? Uh, I no, think I'm she's on season one. You think she's on? I didn't think there was a girl on season one. Yeah. I actually have the episodes pulled up here because oh, we that's were going to really good idea. So actually, we can reference these, but I'm pretty sure she's on season one. No, there's only men on season one. There was one really messed up guy in season one that scared me because he's the one that says he got possessed or something. But anyways, we watched season season three individually and we are going to talk about it here with you guys. (laughs) Yeah, so you have to watch all, but I guess you could watch season. You go, yeah, you don't have to do, yeah, just like you don't have to watch them in order because it's not like. So each episode is each inmate's story. So you don't have to watch them in order or in season order because- each they really have nothing to do with each other yeah yeah but just like they're roughly like around 45 minutes each so it's not horribly long but it goes by really fast because they interview so many people and you have so much information so yeah i agree okay just a good show let's to go watch. through these ones because this is a smaller season so the season yes. three was filmed um during covid so i they weren't I don't, I don't, I don't think they were able to get as many people as they could because of so many restrictions and things with, um, with COVID. Yes. Cause some of them, yeah, they even had to wear a mask while they were doing it. Yeah. So the very first one was the oh Victoria. Gosh. Yeah. And I don't think she's guilty. I don't think so either. I think, I think that I it's think her son. son did it. Yep. Yeah. And I think she's covering for, I think she was there when it happened, mm-hmm. but because she has like a de- like a cognitive delay i think she took yes. the blame out of guilt yes and, and i know I, I think that he killed her or he ki- he did the first because i think it was like six it was like shots. 12 i think it was 12? like 10 I, 10 or 12 times he and I, I think i think she did the last couple but so that she could get the gun residue he didn't have gun residue he didn't because i'm sure that she did it and told him to go wash up to told him yeah, to shower you can't even wash off gun residue it stays on your hands for like so many days so um, unless he was wearing gloves or he sat there bullying her into it like mm-hmm. I think he maybe got into her head and maybe manipulated her into doing it that's you that's the only thing I could think about because that is that was the, that was the catch is that he had no gunshot residue mm-hmm. on his hands and they were not I don't stri- he doesn't strike me as a smart enough person to like wear gloves I was just like, I guess I didn't know that good residue didn't come off that way. Yeah, I'm going to look. That's what I was just going to be like. I was going to look because I'm just like, I, and the whole point is her sister wrote a book about it too, to bring more awareness because her sister does not think that she did it either. And I would, I think that she did shoot him, but after he was dead. Mm, I think so too. So it says gunshot residue, um, 
only stays, typically only stays on the hands of the living person for four to six hours. Wiping the hands on anything, even putting them in and out of your pockets can transfer the gunshot residue off of your hands onto that item. Yeah, see. So the only thing that would make that case pliable is if he shot him like in the morning and she came home and he was already dead and her son had like confessed that he did it. So then she shot, because in the episode, spoiler alert, like these are all spoiler alerts. So if you have not watched the season or you don't care to know the information, like just a heads up. Right. But um, still, even with knowing all this information, like they, they just, the episode's going to so much more depth than what we're going to. These are just our opinions and what, what, yeah. yeah, What led us to it. But I think um, because she called police right after. And they tested her. She had blood on her. She, which, yeah, she confessed right away. Those yeah, blood splatter on her face looked like it was not. I almost wonder about that, though, because if you shoot know. somebody after they're dead, like after their heart is done pumping, I don't think the blood splatters like that. Well, I don't think that that blood splatter is was actually real. Like, even if she would have shot, like, I think that was like. She threw that on her face. Well, she had blood all over her hands. Why does she have blood on her hands if she shot That's what I'm saying. Exactly. I kind of want to read the book that her sister wrote. Mm -hmm. And of course, the defense, the press, or the prosecution, everybody, the state stands behind their decision, obviously, because she's on death row. Like, you can't, no state is going to take that back. But right. They're they're not going to admit that they messed up. Yeah, no. And And the son didn't want to interview. He was like, overseas too he wasn't even in the states anymore yeah the whole thing was which i think is is sus (laughs) like (laughs) i mean i guess i know his father wasn't in the picture because he was a crappy father from what i remember because he's the one that it was her first husband and abused yeah like she had been beat her whole life basically because her mother her her mom had a drinking problem yeah and And, was physically abusive to her she was like the punching bag yes and then she got married young to the kenny's the father and he was the same way to her Mm -hmm. yeah so but yeah hands down i don't yeah he did it i think she needs she needs more mental help than anything i just feel like and here's the other thing too is if you're watching through the episodes and you don't watch the season first the ones that admit to doing it mm-hmm. typically have some sort of when they're admitting to doing when they're admitting to the crime, they're not so proud of it. Like I feel like she says it in such a way that she's convincing herself. Like she's telling the same story over and over and over again. Like if I know yeah. I did something and I'm guilty, like. You yes. just tell it differently versus when you're trying to convince someone you did it. If that makes right. any sense. It makes but sense like, to me because it's like when you're when you're trying to tell a lie or like you can, I think it just feels different. Yeah. If you're covering for and yourself you, or you you're can, covering for somebody else, if you're covering from mm-hmm. somebody else, you have to sound so much more convincing, not like subconsciously because you have yes. to, you're trying to make sure that they believe you. So you just yes. overcompensate details. You overcompensate the time of events. And I just feel like she's doing that in this mm-hmm. episode. Like when she's talking about it, like she does that. And in my personal opinion, the ones that I feel actually did do it, um, 
have more remorse. Like they, admit they had some remorse unless they were super like. I mean, there's some. There are some that are remorse. super messed up. Yeah, that they're just like, yeah, I did it. Like the guy that purposely got on death row. Yeah, I mean, he's or a the guy that but... yeah, or the guy that was possessed in season one that said he was possessed. Like, yeah, the one he like turned uh, all the crucified all the crucifix upside oh, down. Oh kind of yeah, 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 I remember that one. And but I mean, it ended up like the person that he killed. Not not saying that it's a good thing, but he was found out that he was the pastor that was molesting yeah, the kids or so something boys. like that. And I'm just like, that's messed up to all to begin with, but. <laughs> like that one was a whole ass mess like if that anything was that, that, like, was, that was a good episode that one's like really interesting like yeah, really interesting it's disturbing but very interesting i think that's it's sad so. that they that that episode specifically focused on the murdering of this pillar of community and not the fact mm-hmm. that he had three teenage boys in his home yes like because he three, fought, if he i remember correctly it was Im- Im- the church, Im- but- right it was immigrant ch- kids or uh, men that he fostered to help them and yeah the whole episode it was like he was such a pillar in this community and he did so much to help everybody and not till the very end do you find out that he actually was molesting all these kids and had been molesting Mm -hmm. kids his entire career that's what triggered this guy's episode to him was his suppression of that I feel like he claims he's possessed, but I almost want to say that it's more of an emotional trauma. Like he was disassociating himself and that's just how he sees that. I just don't think he understands that he was disassociating himself to a different identity Mm -hmm. to commit the crime because of what he had suppressed. But Mm -hmm. I'm not a psychologist, so. (laughs) There's some of your degree showing. (laughs) Right. But I think that that's what it is. So. I was just like, well, talking about mental health, that's the second one with Daryl, the one that sets on fires. I definitely think that he, uh, um, uh, he scares me, actually. Uh, refresh my memory of that one. He's the one that since he was like 12 or 13, he was setting oh. fires and he would masturbate, watch, watch them, watch the things, um, burn and then he would masturbate while he was doing it because it was pleasurable for him and then after he was done masturbating he would just walk away because he was done and let it burn and then he was he went to jail for that got out uh was living a normal life and then set the apartment complex i think on fire and killed people or house on fire that he wanted to rob but wasn't he in for like slitting the throat of that clerk the bookstore person wasn't that the episode mm. or am i thinking of the wrong episode you're thinking about the wrong episode you're thinking the one that that's the the blackout where he blacks out hold on i gotta watch the intro to this one because i don't really remember for daryl madison right the yeah. one you're talking about is james walker oh, yeah. this he's fatally stabbed the 81 year old woman claimed he suffered a psychotic episode at the time when he was looking for drugs and he went back in and out of the house the whole time because someone told me told him to kill her okay yes i was just like because but he's the one that set fires right yes yeah he was a pyro pyro yes Um, which is why he was in in jail or whatever prison yeah he was in prison so then he got out 
Yeah, and he was like on drugs and he was drinking. And... Yep. And when he got out, he started doing crack cocaine because I remember that one. I was just like, I, he started smoking crack. <laughs> crack is not good, guys. <laughs> That's the common denominator that we found that we've talked about. Like any of the guys that are on the like, and it's, and it's, I obviously there's probably there's some women that commit these crimes, but the ones that they're interviewing so far that we've seen don't do that. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right? They didn't do it at the time of the crime. Right. Oh, and Except Victoria. She was the only one that was an addict. Yeah, she was she was high when they found her. She was high on coke, I think. Coke or pills? No pills. I think it was pills. I was just like, I don't, uh, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, because they were both they were both addicts, Mm -hmm. and that's why that's why she lost her son in the first place. And then when he was older, but it all starts with drinking and smoking weed, and then it just escalates from there. Mm -hmm. Always. And the one actually was just pot. Like he just Mm -hmm. claimed he smoked a wrong like strand and he like that was that yeah that that he thinks yeah that thinks it was laced and yeah but that one was like strictly just like marijuana but that is how they all start yes don't do drugs yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so this one he yeah I think he's definitely guilty I mean there was no question about it like No. no question about it I think the only question, the only thing is like, should he be in a mental institute instead of on death row, like what they talk about in the episode? And I do think that he should be in a mental institute, like the highly, obviously, secure and stuff like that. He needs help. It's such an interesting thing to me because all of these people who are killers are in prison, the exception of the one man who chose it. But they never kill again. Like hmm. I know a lot of it is this ties back to the drugs and the alcohol. Like honestly, from like a psychological point of view, just what it does to the mind and like your psyche and what you how you're thinking, um, that makes you want to do something like that, I guess, in a way. Like it gives you that courage to just act on it because mm-hmm. all of these people end up sober in a prison for the rest of their lives and like besides just the one, like we never hear of them starting riots or hurting people or starting fights or with their cellmate or well, they're all in death. Well, I think like, they, they that like their mindset really changes. I mean, it kind of has to, like, you know, you're dying. I mean, you really yeah, don't, I mean, sober. the average, right, right. I mean, I know that we talked about the average time it takes years, but so, I mean, sometimes that's on average, there's some of them that go right away. 
but you would think like even the ones who I think that I think that changes I think that changes everything like it makes it real like your consequences are right there like before you commit a crime like you know that there's consequences but then when you're like but you would think serving I guess the reason I bring this up is some people will argue that like some psychologists argue that you're born a killer like we can analyze somebody's brain and know if they are more prone to mm-hmm. commit a violent act based off of how the you know the hippocampus in your brain if it's more mm-hmm. enlarged if the, your frontal lobe is bigger than the normal person that's rage mm-hmm. and anger and you're more likely to be a violent person like they've tried to prove that they've proven some of it so far but it's interesting to me to these people who cr- commit these heinous crimes and they spend like a lifetime some of these some of these people you're going to find committed these crimes when they were like 20 mm-hmm. and they're like 60 now or 50 being interviewed on death row because they're not on death row and got it appealed. So now they're just in prison for life, but like they've been in prison for 50 years and they haven't committed another crime or they well, have because they haven't given the opportunity. They do every day with guards, with their cellmates. Like uh, it's harder when you're, I, well, it's not, I mean, if there's, there's a will, there's a way, I think. But, right, but if they're like, if a psychologist when things that they're prone to violence, like, how do you explain that in a controlled e- environment? You also have to be a very motivated person because you're going to have to find more creative ways to do it. Like, when you're out in regular society, like, you could literally walk into any store and buy anything. But if you are, or, like, if or you are so- naturally driven, you're naturally prone to be Some a people violent are lazy. person. People can be driven, can be a violent person, but also be lazy. Mm, but that's not what they say, though. I, I'm say just saying that that, 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 it, that's why, um, like, people are repeat offenders. Because if you put them in jail and they serve their time one, mm-hmm. two, five years, sometimes in prison for doing such a, a hurtful crime or beating somebody up, and you release them back into the world, they commit the crime again. Like, it's just a statistic. It's proven, right? Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because they come these people because they like they let people. them back out. That's why they keep doing it. They they're given the opportunity to do it again while they're in while they're serving their time for the two three year five years like you just said they're fine. Then they get released. Then and they have the opportunity it, to do it again. But I think that that's what I find so interesting is that because it, it's a controlled environment. Do they just feel like safe there? Like what is the difference between that and the outside world? Like there are people, don't get me wrong. There right, are people who in prison who start fights or sh- shank right. people or still commit heinous crimes, of course. Mm-hmm. However, why is it the, the majority of them don't? Is it really just situational? Is it really just what they're exposed to in the world that makes them this way? Like, do we all need to be living in a bubble to be good people? In my personal opinion, it's the convenience, I, th- I, I think. I mean, if it you're naturally, if you're biologically prone to always be an addict it mm-hmm. doesn't matter where you're going to be that's what people like huff cleaners in prison you know because they're born addicts like mm-hmm. that's been proven however the flip side of that is a murderer you know some psychologists want to prove that if you're prone to want to kill somebody like a serial killer you're going to find a way to do it with right rarely do serial that- killers get caught so they're way more smarter than right I was just gonna be like that's just yeah that's that most of these people that just on like on the show 
just one they just killed one person because of that situation that they were in they were trying to get out like it was just that was they didn't find any other way out of that situation but to get rid of the person in front of them not and in prison it's not just true uh, not true i don't think i think a lot of the stories actually are the opposite like so. the one girl who killed her husband like that one was that one was different she felt he was a threat but the other one i don't think so that that one that one no i will fight you on that one because i think she purposely did that that was not self-defense how they found him he was kneeling not even facing her oh yeah i mean that she had she had been in yes she had been enduring the um the abuse violence and stuff like that for years yes so if but any if moment, at any point yes in that moment it was not self-defense i mean honestly like if you've been a victim of abuse i don't think you're thinking clearly when the abuse is happening because you're just in such a submissive state that you're just so scared that i feel like no i obviously right? i know that she broke yeah, yeah like i, I think like that, you're that's right. exactly she what's not acting in self-defense in that moment however mm-hmm. I do believe that everything she had said about what was going on, like was true. And when he was at his weakest, she was strong enough to do something and how she went about it was totally shady. But (laughs) I was just like, I mean, getting her kids involved was messed up. Oh gosh. Um, so the episode we're talking about, she (laughs) shot her husband that like abused her like mentally, physically, like just a not like a monster Mm -hmm. and she shot him. Mm-hmm. point blank from behind i believe yes yeah so i forget what they call that i forget too but then she rolled him up in the carpet took him downstairs to the basement left him there for a couple of days oh, yeah. yeah then started to smell so then had her kids help drag this rug with the body in it outside so she could bury it in the garden and she with did her, that with her dad buried him yes and then um buried him and then the neighbors started to smell it and they called in the smell and then people were noticing that he was gone or he was missing i think his family was and because everybody started reporting this smell that's how they found the body yeah and her one kid was old enough at the time to remember it as an adult mm-hmm. of her mom or their mom asked i, I don't remember if it was it was a girl or not yeah, i'm it remembering was. Yeah, her mom asked them to do that to help them bury her and here to find out later that it was her her dad. Yeah. They were helping like that's messed up. And I I would just like not say not saying that I don't I know that when you're abused in in that situation, like that's he he broke her, obviously. Like I understand why why it happened, but I do think she is definitely guilty. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't think she's not not guilty I just think that I believe her (laughs) like it sucks and I wish that she would not have gotten death row maybe life in prison I don't think she deserves to die like I know she took a life but I I the only reason I think that she does is because she she messed up her kids too I think adding adding making your kids help you it just adds a whole other layer of I think she was messed up for me she had a moment of strength and she made a mistake and then she just panicked and she just didn't know. She just kept trying to cover it up and cover it up and cover it up. And people talk about in that episode that she had planned this for mm-hmm. weeks and she bought mm-hmm. a gun in advance. And mm-hmm. 
I think that that's all like circumstantial. I don't think mm. that she had. I don't. I, I feel like here's my thought process. If you truly wanted to plan something out that well enough to kill him and bought they had a timeline within the, within the month, she right, did but, something like every week to prepare me, for this. Exactly. And you think someone who's going to plan that so articulately is going to just leave him in the basement and then leave I, him in the garden. Like she had no plan after like someone who thinks that through you have a plan for after like if you follow through with it what are you going to do and she didn't know what to do she just started getting sloppy so I think and I don't think she I think she was taking precautions to maybe work up the courage to do it but I think when she finally did it I think she surprised herself and now she didn't know what to do I don't know even switching all her switching the house name and everything on to under her name making sure that he was off of everything like I mean to me that's just a smart decision in myself to bring <laughs> like I'm not going to say that was premeditated for murder, but. Uh, I, that, again, this is, this is the one, I, this is, we debated on this one for probably hours. We're still debating we on this it, one. Yes, because it's still like, I don't, I do think that she deserves to be on death row. Okay. Anyways, back to season three. Yes. Cause so, we'll talk about that forever. Yes. So the last episode, so one of the episodes we wanted to talk about was um it was the case of three guys one mm-hmm. did the crime one so one provided how does it, how does this work so all three of them were in the car yep all three of them were in the cab yeah. one of them was up front two of them were in the back right i think they were all in the back mm-hmm. they were all in the back seat the guy way to the right, we're going to call him guy number one. And then the guy in the middle was guy number two. And then the guy on the other side was guy number three. So guy number, so when the shooting happened, guy number one ran out of the car and just took off running after he heard the shot. Guy number two was attempting, they were all in a cab and guy number two was attempting holding the cab driver at gunpoint to rob him. Guy number three went to go grab the gun from him and the gun went off shooting the cab driver and that Mm -hmm. is when guy number one took off so the tricky part of all of this is that the gun belonged belonged to guy number one one. Mm -hmm. even though there was no gunshot residue on him nothing you know if he ran away he um, ran away yes and he did they did end up calling him back so he did come back to the cab and they didn't call him back but he came back to see no, what well, they, I'm pretty sure they did. I'm pretty sure no. he got called back. No, because he said he took off running between the houses. And then when he decided, like when he didn't hear anything, then he came back and the car, the car was gone. The cab driver had already left. And then he was like walking down the road and had seen the other two guys because they had taken off afterwards because they thought that they had killed the cab driver when in reality they didn't. And the cab driver took off driving. Yes. And crash later on into some a person's house or into a vehicle in someone's house. But um, so this case was tricky because the prosecution took pleas. So two of the guys took pleas, but the but the guy, guy, guy number, number one did mm-hmm. not take a plea. He wanted to plead his innocence because he did not shoot them. He did not have the gun at the time. Like he was in his defense, he was a hundred percent 
innocent. And he wanted to prove that by going to trial. So he pretty much gambled with his life and he went to trial and they deemed him guilty and they gave him the maximum because they felt that like that was okay. So in to go to trial, the sentence that if you come out on guilty, this was the option. You're either not guilty or you're guilty. And this is the punishment, which mm-hmm. was more harsh than the plea what the, for what the prosecution was offering. And he yes. said no, because he fully felt that he was going to hit not guilty. And instead yes. he was hit with guilty and got the punishment. Yes. So the tricky part about this is that the actual guy who was holding the gun when it went the off. The one that actually three, shot him. Yeah. Guy number three took a plea and it was a lesser sentence than what guy number one got because he did not go to trial. And he was aware of that. And he made the decision to not go to trial either because he would have gotten the same sentence. And he took a plea. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So that was like pretty much the preface of why guy number one is upset. In my defense... I guess in my defense, in my opinion. I was going to be like, you're on trial too? (laughs) No. Um, In my opinion. Guy number one deserved it then? The biggest thing was guy number one thinks that he does not deserve it. He does not deserve to be sitting on death row. He does not deserve to be in prison. He's already been in prison for 10 years. He's felt that he has served his time, which is the punishment for the crime for just him being there or whatever the case may be. But he does not feel that that he should have this punishment. And I disagree. I feel that he should have this punishment. The, the trickiest part of this case is we don't know what happened. So guy mm-hmm. number two and guy number three are saying he did it, that guy number one did it. And then you have guy number one saying that guy number two did it, but then guy number three confessed to the crime. So it's really just like a web of things right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that the majority wins. Like if guy number two and guy number three are both saying that guy number one did it, it was his gun. Oh, and then the evidence. So when they end up coming to arrest him, guy number one had the gun the next morning. He had the weapon. So he brought the weapon. He left with the weapon. He had blood of the victim on his clothes, which he says that when he came back to the car, he'd Oh yeah, you're right. He came back to the car and tried to resuscitate the driver because yes. he thought he could save his life is his defense. I think it's a crack of crap, but they were all hyped up on drugs and alcohol and whatever. Yes, I, but they were coming home from a party. That's why they got in the cab. And when they were in the cab, they decided they were going to rob this cab driver. Mm-hmm. And they wrestled for the gun and the gun went off and they shot him. Yes. So I don't think, I think the punishment fits the crime. I think that he, I do not, how do I explain this? So he was charged with felony murder, which is when someone is committing the act of a felony 
and someone dies, but you did not kill them. So the example that the prosecutor gives is that if all three of you are robbing a bank, but you're the one who stays in the car to drive away, if the other two people are in the bank and shoot someone and that person dies, you are charged with felony murder because you are an accomplice. Like a crime happened, Mm -hmm. someone died while you're committing a felony. That's what he was charged with. I, unfortunately, the punishment for that is extremely severe. I don't feel bad for him. I think that he deserves. I I was just like, I did at the beginning, but the very last interview that he did where he just feels so entitled because he thinks that his life was more than the person that actually died. I think that's what got me to like, he has no remorse for the gentleman that died in the the cab driver. He has no remorse whatsoever. And guy number two declined to be interviewed. Yep. Guy um, number three did. And he does. He he was extremely remorseful. He fully admits yes. that he took a life. He feels bad for the victim. He feels bad for the family because mm-hmm. this cab driver was also only 29 years old at the time. So right. he was a very young guy. Right. And guy number one's, the interview she's talking about at the end is he's pretty much saying like he's already missed a decade of his kid's life yep. for something that he did not do. Mm-hmm. which I empathize with that but at the same time you need to pick your friends better than you brought a gun right. with the- or your lifestyle I mean the lifestyle yeah. that they were living like he was involved in gangs and like that is why he had the gun mm-hmm. like they were I all mean, in a gang they were all yeah. in the same gang no I the guy number two wasn't wasn't he he was the sister's brother oh yeah you're right or the, not the, 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 the guy number one's girlfriend's brother Yes. That's how guy number one and guy number three were in the same game. Yes. Yes. But I that's why I'm just like up until that very last interview, because the whole episode, I did think, I do think that that's must like, if you do decide to go to trial, that you have a worse punishment than just saying, just taking it, like just saying that you are taking the plea bargain and saying you're guilty. And that's what he was upset about. Oh, yeah. Yes. So that was the well, that, that, that's what that a lot of people are. Well, the, like there's other people that they interviewed that were said that that's not how the justice system should work. Like everybody should get a fair, which I, I don't I didn't watch the trial, the whole trial. I don't know if it was fair or not or how they presented it or but I I do think that he probably should have got the same sentence as getting a plea bargain. Um, I know that it saves a lot of people work. Um just doing a plea bargain instead of going to trial uh saves work and or people's time and everything like that but i mean that's what the system is for. like that's what it's for like you're you're you give yourself the opportunity to make your own case like make your case um and i think because he chose to do that he was punished more and that's well, the part he that wasn't i punished more though he was but if he, he was if he would have been he, punished the same as the other ones because he didn't he didn't kill him i mean the guy number three admitted to the one killing it was his gun yes he was there yes should he have gotten 20 to life like the other ones yes he got 40 to life but he also just because he went to trial to, but he also knew what might happen if he went to trial he knew that 40 to life was on the table like he knew that that if he was found guilty that was the punishment it's not like it was a surprise where they get to pick and choose what you were guilty of like he knew that the prosecution told him if you go to trial and you are found guilty the minimum is you 40 have to life no you have the potential to do 40 to life that was the maximum that he oh, could get no the maximum yes. i thought that was the minimum no 
Okay, then I need to rewatch it because I'm pretty. Oh, sure just I like I have the last interview up right now. That's why. Oh. I'm like watching I, the subtitles are going, so I was reading it because oh. I was like I, I remember things a little oh, so different than maps. what you were explaining. Yes, he got more than what the and the other ones got. Not they didn't get the max because they took the plea bargain. I feel and like that's what I think is jury, messed up. If I was a jury member in that trial, looking at this guy who is telling me that when the gun went off, he got out of the car and he ran away. And then he came back and tried to resuscitate the cab driver after the other two guys had already left. And then after he tried to resuscitate the cab driver, he left. And then the cab driver drove away and then died later on. Uh, that does not sound believable to me. You cannot sit here and say that after the guy was shot, that the guys got out right away and he was able to still come back and attempt to resuscitate the guy before the cab driver drove off because he was still alive. Like why, it doesn't make sense to me. And the, I didn't see, I think I would have to know the evidence in the trial because they found his jacket with the victim's blood on it. I would want to see what that looks like because I feel like there's more to the story than what was put in the documentary mm -hmm. because it was a pretty heavy episode in itself because they gave a yes, lot of Yes, because there was a lot, yes. Um, but then there's more than one person involved. So it's always like condensed into one episode when there's more than one person. Mm -hmm. And it's still just the 45 minutes. So it's, yeah, and like I really feel like they episode. wanted to share his, his interview. Like they wanted mm -hmm. to share what he thought in like his words. And that's, well, both of them, I mean, he got interviewed at the beginning and at the end of the episode. And so yeah. did the third one. So they each got two interviews. So that kind of yeah. cut down on everything too. Which is nice because that's the right. point, interviewing them. It's not their, the documentary does not focus on the trial, the trial. or the evidence to convince you. It's really just mm -hmm. about them. Like you're right. really just listening to them and then listening to basic interviews of the facts. And then the first interview that they say about the crime, they end up giving that to um, like their family members or like the victim's family, the victim's to family listen members. to yep. and then the victim's families or their family has a chance to like react comment on to it. it yeah yeah and then when they go back to the inmates 90 days later because that's like the minimum that they have to do between visits mm -hmm. so 90 days later they let the inmate listen to all the recordings of what everyone has to say about what they said and then they have a chance to come back and like rebuttal pretty much and say whether or not they agree or disagree. And I really love that aspect of this documentary because mm -hmm. I just, I love that. Like it gives them a chance where everyone knows everything now and you're yes. seeing their natural reactions to this to rather it. than watching yeah. it later. And they're not, you know, obviously if they're in prison, they're not going to be able to watch this documentary. So for them to be able to hear what everyone's saying about them and what's right. And it's a little video because it's like a little tablet that they put in front of them with the little headphones. So they get to see the other person's reaction, like, or their facial expressions and too, or oh, they no, finish listening. Recording. No, it's a little thing. No, it's just an iPad. It's just a little MP3 player. They just listen to the audio. They don't get to see their faces. The documentary flashes to the faces of the interviewed person, but they don't, the inmate does not see them, nor does the person listening. Um, yeah you're right it's a little i it's a little ipad or a little i what iPad. what what were those things yeah I thought, there you go yeah i thought it so, was i thought in one of them i saw the thing no but i obviously don't pay that close of attention when they're doing it but yeah so i mean anyways so just to recap like it's a really good 
think it's a really good series. I think I feel like if we have not convinced you in the series to go watch them, then hopefully this episode was informative enough so you got an idea of, of just kind of what it's about. Yeah. Because it yeah. there are so many, obviously, we did not even go through, we went through two episodes or just our opinions on season three. And we shared some of the ones for season two and season one. <laughs> so we kind of just did all of them. really explain like every, like there's just so yeah, there, much it in is, each episode. It is, like yeah. it is. They're heavy. I mean, there is some, I think there was maybe one or two that I just did not find interesting. That was kind yeah. of boring. They're a little um, bit slower where they're just. Yeah. A lot um, of these, I mean, a lot of these are pretty much cliche. Like if you, like yeah. a lot of them, it's, if you would expect, if you would try to give a demographic of what type of person would in their be background or like yeah, what they were is. doing. And it kind of makes you feel like, because they go, they do share like how they grew up or like when they're telling their story and it does, for me, it pulls out my heartstrings because I do feel bad yeah. of like. They are the cliche the childhood yes. of the system and. Yes got into drugs and got into alcohol or mm-hmm. already had that mindset that like, like I have no purpose on this earth. So like, what does it matter? Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, that they weren't loved. I think that's also like a common factor with every single person here is that none of them were loved properly by yeah the people their that family. they were supposed to. Yeah. Their family, yeah. their parents, they, they, they didn't really have anybody. I think there was one person that did have like a normal family life. And I don't remember exactly, but I do remember one where people just didn't see it coming. I feel um, like there was one that was a guy. Yeah, it was a guy Yeah, where and, people, yeah, where I he, did, he didn't have the normal. Yeah, like they, they're just like, he wasn't like a normal, he wasn't even into drugs. I'm, I, I don't think. No, like his was, mom was a good person his dad yeah. wasn't in the picture but his uncle was or something or a stepdad like he did have a good support yeah. system yes. he just um the guy that he looked up to I think it was his stepdad or whatever ended up like leaving his mom and then they kind of severed their relationship through like his teen years he just made he bad his own life and that's yes. where he, he made just bad got choices in, yeah, yeah to the wrong crowd Which that, yeah he got he but I was just like most of these are just like and then the mental illness that comes with them because they weren't taken yeah. care of as a child like they didn't get the help that they needed or the medication or they couldn't afford it yeah. it was it is it sad is to very, see how like yes. our society I guess or the government and some of these cases the government people. Yeah. yeah like the system is just broken mm-hmm. so it is yeah. sad to see that I think yes. that and there's Even any statistic to prove the- here it's that love and support like from your parents like especially like it's mm-hmm. it's very your parents important are the, whoever's supposed to be taking care of you like yeah. I, obviously ideally it's your parents but your guardian whatever just any- i guess i can't even say that though because the one guy his grandma raised him pretty mm-hmm. much but he got into drugs and he eventually just he eventually beat her to death because she tried mm-hmm. to like she stopped enabling him and he ended up trying to rob her and when she yes. had like denied him any more money or anything else he killed her so besides that one well, I was just like but the majority that's why I just like a majority of them it's just like it is it is just sad to see that 
or it's sad to hear that they were a child going through all this. And I mean, they could completely be lying to everybody. I mean, I don't know. Not necessarily because they interview the siblings or they interview their extended family. And like a lot of them, like, especially the ones where they just say they were really bad so harshly. And you have these families and these siblings corroborating their story that yes, like our parents did take everything out on them, but you know, they're children, you know, you can't save each other when you're just a child. And it is just so, but that's why I'm just like, it is so sad. How different they were. And like, even the, the first one we talked about with Victoria, her sister Mm -hmm. is the chief of police in the town, her older sister. And here, this girl is a drug addict who is mentally unstable, who, but her, yeah, but Victoria is the one with, that was the punching bang. Like that was her mom's yeah. And it just shows you what happens to the psyche of a person when they are just solely convinced as a child that they're not loved. Yes. And it's, it is sad. It's but super sad. Don't anyway, have kids so if you're not ready of to this love episode, them. <laughs> no drugs, don't do alcohol and pick your friends wisely. The company you keep is seriously so important. Yes. That's why I told Ash at the beginning not to go crazy with the heat because I was going to go down then too. (laughs) And I now have a new goal as a mother to not let my child, like, just be careful who you hang out with because if someone commits a murder and you're there, you'll be able to throw too. So just really think twice about the people you're hanging out with. For sure. So, but, but thanks for listening guys and tune in next week for our next Halloween episode and this spooky one. Yes. See you later, guys. Bye. Thanks, guys, for listening to our episode this week. Make sure you follow us on all your favorite social media channels at Cinnamon Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys.